0: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Join anything from the shop. Come it out. It doesn't say anything about a chocolate. Hello, it? happy Christmas, happy December, happy Advent, happy whatever you're celebrating this month. Yeah. And happy best of 2022 podcast with me, Nigel Wheatley, and him, Port Miguel. Hello. Hello. So, first things first, um, I think this is the 10 year anniversary of us first doing a podcast because I think at the end of 2012 we did the oh, first podcast, brilliant. which was um, a, a best, best of out. 2012 thing. So dig into the archives at spoolpodcast.ie if you're interested in that. But,
1: you know, it's probably drive, you know, was it? I'd
0: say it's, yeah. But anyway, um, oh, nice cool. memories of producer Colin. We've now upgraded to producer Lisa. <laughs> yeah. And so off we go. So, first things first, as always, best of lists are you know a little bit ridiculous but they're great to focus the mind, this is my personal opinion, great to focus the mind come up with a watch list of stuff you would like to see based on people's recommendations and everything like that but then you were messaging me during the week that this year in particular Some years are kind of nice Yeah,
1: in that we've seen there's a lot of dual releases, kind of happened in COVID too we're feeling sort of like let's just get this out here but now this year, like, on my list, because I physically haven't seen it, it won't be, like, Tar, The Fablemans, uh, films like that. They're all coming out in January. Exactly, yeah. And you even
0: know? out in the US at Christmas and all that kind of thing. And likewise, at the other side of the yeah. of the coin or the top part of the sandwich, whatever, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, um, Licorice Pizza, The Lost Daughter, even Encanto, three like three yeah. films that we probably... Could and heavily featured in the, mix. Featured we're in the them out because, yeah. like, they were kind of Christmas, New Year releases last year. So I don't know. You have to draw the line somewhere, and we pr- seem to have drawn the line at around mid-January. Um, and we're looking at a, a particular slate of films.
1: Post Oscars kind of seems to be our yeah yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and who knows the Avatar. Uh, The Way of Water is getting somewhat more views yet, but apparently people are saying it's mind-blowing, but I don't know. So anyway, maybe in a few weeks, that'll be an Oscar contender or something like that. But anyway, do you want to kick off? First of all, Mm -hmm. we're going to do our... We've done this for the last decade, like I say, reviewing from counting down, 10 to 10 to 1. I don't know what your films are. You don't know what mine are. This is exciting. Yeah, But also, you've got a few... I've got a few that didn't make it in. Do you want to throw out a few names that...
1: Yeah, so top it was a good year kind of looking back through the list. I'm like people always are like oh it's a terrible year blah blah blah. But like if you got 10 solid films, we'll probably have maybe 15, maybe we'll have 20 between our lists if they're so different. Um but for me, yeah, Hustle, Adam Sandler film didn't make my top 10.
0: Also in my also rounds, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was As good a, fun. A, a Netflix pleasant surprise, yeah. yeah, sports motivational positive basketball story. Yeah. And good to see Sandler in action.
1: Yeah. Uh Bros uh didn't make my list uh very enjoyable film comedy uh yeah.
0: the song came from it and um, billy eichner's song just came randomly on spotify during the week in a kind of disney kids happy music playlist ah. I like it was deep into it and then it came on and i was just like oh this is a gay love song and we're just listening to it in the car with the kids and that's kind of nice yeah and it plays it's it is a, a fu- hopefully a future uh yeah. karaoke and show tune favorite
1: true yeah uh horror film i don't have any other horror films on my list x didn't make my top 10 really liked it saw it early in the year there's a sequel prequel to it called pearl and um, that's out in america it hasn't come out here yet uh the batman didn't make my top 10
0: also in my also rounds list yeah yeah
1: and then two kind of actiony ones uh kimmy and ambulance very good yeah what some also runs from you
0: yeah some crossover there uh hustle you mentioned cow the andrea arnold oh yeah i finally watched it Brilliant. i tried to put it on for you one night at about midnight um it's a 90 minute documentary just talking about cow cows sorry it's not talking it is a cow perspective on life just observational no narration <laughs> very little humans it is mind-blowing andrea arnold a director we both really like yeah uh, red road uh, fish tank wuthering yeah. heights one more american honey Oh, I yeah. This yeah. is her fifth film. Wow. And it's just a cow. It's, yeah, it's it's about the old, I didn't watch many documentaries this year, not due to any choice not to watch documentaries, but feature docs didn't really cut through much for me this year. I think real um, life was
1: real enough. I think so, yeah.
0: <laughs> so two that are always going to be inextricably linked for me. I know you liked one, you didn't like the other. You can probably guess. We've talked about it on the podcast before. Blonde <laughs> and Elvis. Blonde oh, is yeah. not in the top ten. I know it's one of the most divisive hated by huge swathes of society and communities yeah. and activist groups mm-hmm. and everything as some sort of like anti abortion, conservative, mental, anti women crazy thing. But for me, the two of them just looked blonde and uh Baslerman's Elvis yeah. both looked at fame in a
1: really nice And Elvis way. is starting yeah. to get a bit of Oscar buzz behind it because of his yeah. performance, like he might be actually a nod yeah. for the best actor. Yeah. Mm. So
0: no, both of them got to see both of them in the cinema. Both felt like kind of an assault on the senses in differing ways. Lots of stuff in Blonde I didn't agree with. But there you go. That's where we are at. Mm -hmm. Also, I've got Marcel the Shell with shoes on, um, which is a kind of a stop motion uh, film. Jenny Slate with her ex-husband, I think, um, put together this kind of cutesy little uh, comedy thing you kind of just have to google Marcel the shell with shoes on you'll see lovely little things about a little shell looking for his community again um Everything everywhere all at once might be in your list. Don't know. Anyway, it's in my also RANs. Ambulance also there. Mm-hmm. Apollo 10 and a half, a space age childhood. It's a Richard Linklater yeah. film. He's I'm contractually obligated to include him in my yeah. list. He didn't I make the 10 him this
1: year. Crap up on another list in New Yorker. Richard Brody had him. Yeah. So it's yeah. there
0: on Netflix. Apollo 10 and a half, uh, a space age childhood. And Perfect. then the last also RAN that's just outside is Prey, the Predator. Prequel. Oh yeah, I still haven't
1: seen that. That's yeah. on Disney, so people can see that there. Yeah,
0: Disney or Amazon? Is it Disney? No, it's no, Disney because it's Disney. Fox, yeah. yeah. Very good. So there you, you go. So they are the films that are not in my sphere. Those aren't there there's top Keep listening. Yeah, so there's <laughs> a few that... um that might be m- might crop up again, but lots there. We'll probably, you know, d- we're not going to mention where you can watch all these films because it's actually really hard to stay on touch. Uh, what I would find, I'd tell people just to go to justwatch.com, type in the name of the film, you set the country, it will tell you, rent it here, stream it here, not available.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to kick so off? Can I, can,
0: I can do a 10 if you want. Yeah. So this is a film, we've already broken our first rule. This was in the Oscar season last year but it was not um didn't win i think but parallel mothers pedro motivar don't know if you've seen it no yeah okay so the story of two mothers who bond in a kind of an unexpected way baby swaps archaeology spanish civil war history it's pedro motivar it's very overpowering very colorful very bright um it just really really worked for me got to see it in the ifi on opening day so as always with these Lovely. things it's a bit more impactful Penelope Cruz and Melina Smith are the two women who kind of have this parallel existence where they, their kids you know I've already given the clue away but yeah it's very very good Um so yeah cool. that's it okay. um, number 10 for me Parallel Mothers
1: uh, number 10 for me is one I've seen quite recently Glass Onion um, it's the sequel to Knives Out uh, it was in the cinema for about a week uh, Daniel Craig is Benoit Blanc, the kind of, or Blanc, the kind of, um, kind of a Poirot, uh, Miss Marple, you know, uh, kind of character. A detective, uh, really good fun. Uh, directed by Ryan Johnson again. C- crazy, silly cast in it. Um, super fun. Got to see it in the Stella, uh, which kind of added to it. But um, yeah, really good. It'll be on Netflix either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve or something like that. Um, so yeah. Glass Onion is my number 10. Very good. Yeah, I think
0: I think the 23rd of yeah. December was in my head as well. But yeah, that
1: <clears throat> I always have this in my head
0: saying like there'll be one film that I'll watch over Christmas with my dad. Will it be that? Will it be Top Gun? What will it be? Yeah. It something else? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so number nine is Barbarian. Um, bit of recency bias here because I only saw it last month. But um, between this and Prey, there were the kind of two sort of horror... Actually, things um have you you've seen it now
1: i saw it this week yeah
0: yeah so it's probably in your list it? no it's not on your list All no right.
1: i think i suffered the like it was hyped up so much where i saw it and i i didn't know anything about it really as well i kind of enjoyed watching the first minute of it i was like i actually don't have a clue what this film is about and then when stuff starts getting revealed i was like oh it's not as scary anymore yeah. And then I was like, this is a bit daft.
0: Yeah. No, but the premise worked for me. Did we talk about it in last no, month's podcast? Don't I thought think we think so. Did. No? Anyway, a woman goes to an Airbnb in Detroit and there's already someone there. Yeah. We did. Oh, We're I'm sorry. There. I'm, I'm, I'm delusional. There's already someone there and you think, you know, it's, um, it's it Bill It does Skarsgård. a lot of misdirection, which is Yeah, good. and then there's the whole other half of it, which you're either on board for, I was, yeah. you weren't. But for my money one of the best horrors of the year maybe the the, um, the best so there cool. we go. that's my nine
1: very good uh, number nine for me is Decision to Leave um, it's directed by Park Chan-wook um, from Old Boy and the Handmaiden people would have known him um, probably will be a best foreign film nod perhaps it's in the mix Yeah, I think mm. it's on movie now mm. I got an email um, telling me get Mubi
0: with Decision yeah. to Leave yeah
1: so really good looks amazing um, it's kind of like a detective noir but not a noir love story Um really striking imagery very good ending no crazy crazy twists like old boy or stuff like that but um yeah really good um yeah really just I know, really like I, it
0: i can't contribute to it because i'm yet to see it but it yeah. it and living the bill nye film are the two like from listening to other people's lists like, i know i not yeah. sure where you are they're the two now that in the next couple of weeks i have to remedy and like to the see list. them really yeah really, really quickly uh, so my was that your, your oh my number eight is one again recency bias watched it uh, just this week Athena um, by Romain Gavre um, it's a Netflix film I think it was Irish Times consolidated their number one film of the year it's on Netflix it's um, it's an action film about a, a French. Suburban like apartment building, like with a lot of sort of North African French community living in it. So a bit like a bit like a more modernized version of Lion. The oh yeah, nineties one. It sounds the like Kassel. it might be a
1: Les Misérables from a year or two ago. Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. A huge crossover there. Exact same buzz where, um, in that in that world. So uh, there's three brothers. One, sorry, uh, four brothers. One has died, and then one is questioning what happened, why this police brutality resulted in the death. One was in, was in an army and one is a mad drug dealer that has contributed to a lot of the mm. problems in the thing. So like it's very, th- that part of it, maybe the the emotional narrative bit doesn't work as well as the mind-blowing action. Like in my mind, some of the best like pure shot stuff since maybe the raid and this is watching it on a tv i don't think this came out anywhere in the cinema so you're watching this on a tv and even if you will only do one thing after this just watch the first 14 minutes which is like a police station assault so they're opening minutes they're doing a press conference saying we're going to investigate this this is terrible and then these um the youths the protesters challenge this and all of a sudden this single shot Phenomenal thing unrolls for ten minutes, and there's a Netflix have done the very clever thing of right beside it, they put the making of, which they'll only do if there's something interesting in the making of. So you're almost shown the trailer of it alongside the film to just be like, wow, look at the visual spectacle. So much like with um a movie like Top Gun, where which we we'll possibly talk about later, no hint, um you it's practical filmmaking and you can kind of see in that like that's what impacted me on it so it's called Athena I'm going to break the rules I'm going to do my number 7 straight away because it's kind of related to it and it's also a Netflix foreign language film and it's all quiet on the western front um, is uh, it on yours
1: yeah it's also on my list it's higher up so I suppose we can chat a bit about this yeah, yeah
0: so like again we talked about it but again practical raw filmmaking would have loved to see it in the cinema don't yeah. think no it
1: was in the lighthouse I remember it but it, it? yeah oh. it just kind of it was a silly season and everybody yeah you know?
0: so Edward Berger is mm. the director there and um it's just it's about it's an adaptation of the novel by the same no, novel yeah, by the same late, 20, late yeah. 1920s and all German good at giving you a bit of sympathy for the German cause and just the innocence. of Yeah, well, of it war, really portrays
1: it was just like, look, you know, it, it, they're soldiers for the other side. They're all at the mercy of these generals who are doing nothing in their mansions kind of. And like at the very start, it was touches of Saving Private Ryan and I was a bit like, uh, but then it gets away from that. There's a really haunting scene of a, a uniform that's been used. It kind of follows it through where it eventually ends up and, yeah. Um, my father started to watch it and then he just turned it off. He was like, this is too grim, man. It's I can see grim. that. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Again, with both of these, I'm happy, like, they're both long and both of them I watched in two sittings as a, it's just, seemingly what yeah. we're conditioned to do anyway i'll put you back on track now sorry yeah. for doing two in a row but for me those two were uh, well it's actually
1: a, a triple of netflix films because uh, my my number eight is or 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 the tollywood uh, it's not bollywood it's tollywood uh film that's on netflix um it's, it's called or 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 for rise roar revolt and um, it's kind of a fictionalized account of two real revolutionaries as if they had have met uh, to uh get Indian independence from the British, and um, it's it's brilliant. It's just really good fun. It's insanely long. It's possibly three hours, but again, you could kind of break it up the way you would say, like watch the first fourteen minutes of Athena, watch the first like fifteen to twenty minutes of or or or, and it's just brilliant set pieces. I uh, got totally swept up in it again. Would love to have seen it in the cinema, um, but and only just on TV. telling like
0: in a year like if I told you this year we had a Doctor Strange film, a Thor film and a Black Panther film, and I'm like, yeah, I I've, I saw all of them in the cinema and I remember very little. Yeah. D- d- meaningful, like in terms of the action. So I know about yeah. certain character yeah. people and who was in it, but none of the Marvel films that have just reached peak CGI are kind of doing it for me anymore. Yeah. So yeah. there you go.
1: Uh, so that was my number eight. So then my number seven um, is Top Gun Maverick. Um number seven for me yeah again an amazing experience in the cinema it was kind of when everyone had properly gone back to the cinema it was worth the wait it's better than the first film it's got tom cruise jennifer connelly miles teller a great story great action soundtrack um really great fun and it's in the lighthouse tomorrow if you want to go see it (laughs) they're bringing it back for a bit
0: well it can't be in it tomorrow. It will be in and probably over the Christmas break because Fork, this isn't actually live. Um <laughs> Do you understand ruin what we're the doing? Illusion. Are we on a Twitter space where yes. people will Yeah, we're only broadcasting. We're on so. Twitch now. Yeah, this is just <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, I but this will play in those kind of end of year IMAX best of the year kind of things. Um as loads of films are like i think over the christmas season they're, they're always doing should stuff it like that, get
1: so. a best oscar film nod i
0: hope it does like because like i say, that thing about um felt kind of a bit like a throwback but also sort of a hint of like what action is supposed to be like yeah. it's, just, but it's also just good fun yeah like, it knows it's daft he's a daft character but like hugely yes. sympathetic even though he's like, let's people an, down, and yeah. like, you're just like, oh, come on, there's Maverick.
1: An amazing theory, which I don't think is a spoiler for the film. So, as the film starts off. I think if people wanted to see Top Gun Maverick, at yeah. this point, they will have seen it. So, yeah. there's a so brilliant don't worry. theory that he he's in a plane crash at the start, he's pushing it to the limit, um, and he parachutes out and lands in a diner. And someone's theorized that, oh, he's dead actually, and the rest of the film is him in like purgatory or a dream state. Um, and i was just like when you watch it you're just like oh that makes perfect sense possibly yeah mm. anyway so you're number six
0: yeah my number six okay um the stranger it's another netflix one actually mad so i talked about this i think on a podcast did i
1: not too much detail because you didn't want to spoil yeah. it i think yeah. yeah
0: so again i won't go too far in but two guys meet seemingly on a late night bus journey and kind of connect in some way in australia they're both kind of down and out or down and you're just like "Mm, that's interesting and then you realize that one is um undercover cop and one is um sort of possible suspect in a child abduction or might have info about it and then it's just this creepy um thrillery kind of like cerebral assault and you just so tense with the whole thing and combining like aggressive Australian police brutality with sort of that looming child abuse thing. It's my kind of jam. So anyway, Thomas M. Wright is there and Joel Edgerton, who people will know, and Sean Harris um, as well are the two stars in that. So again, not sure in what mode you'd have to be to to want to watch The Stranger, but... um, Don't put it on on Christmas Day. It's not a Christmas Day to watch with the family anyway, no.
1: Okay, so my number six is uh Nope, which I loved. Uh Jordan Peele directed and um Daniel Klua is kind of the, the main character in it. They own a family of horse handlers in the movies. Um set in LA um have ties to the first uh black jockey who was recorded on film. Him and his sister. Yes. Yeah,
0: Kiki Palmer is that her name. Yeah. She was the host on Saturday Night Night Live recently. So.
1: Uh, and actually there's a really gas kind of turn that I really loved by Michael Wincott. He plays the kind of crazy director um who comes into it. Yeah, it's it's kind of so many films. It's it's sci-fi, it's a western, it's kind of art house and the notion of capturing an image, what that means. Um it's really fun and crazy tense, great build attention and a horror element to it as well. Um yeah, just really loved it. Um think it's better than us and if you compare the scale of it to get out it's it's just really impressive so i hope he keeps getting given big checkbooks to play with stuff if he wants to like maybe he'll go back and do a small scale
0: yeah possibly yeah it's not on my list because i think it just didn't click with me but it's on the rewatch and reassess mode much yeah. like after you see this is completely true like a tarantino film you're kind of like Probably need to see that again to just understand where it sits on the the the
1: canon. It's why, hatefully it's a masterpiece. I saw it three times. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> this is the thing.
0: Um, that's the thing. So, so, we've, so yeah, very very good. And we'll know. Yeah. I wonder, will it end up in a kind of awardsy? Probably. He'd
1: probably gets screenwriter. He usually is in one of those categories. Um, so that's our ten to sixes. Will we take a break here and do our worst? We will take a break. So we're gonna go and look in the bin. Yeah. Uh, just here in our. So. Uh, <coughs> Nigel actually mentioned my worst film of the year earlier, and it's blonde. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, it was, like, it was torturous. It was so excruciating. And it's kind of funny, like, because it'll be on, it is on Netflix. It's very buried, yeah. um, But it's, we went to see it in the cinema together, and because you're locked in with it, like, if that had been on Netflix, I would have like, I'm turning this off after 20 minutes. Um, or would you have broken it? Yeah, would you have, oh, you wouldn't I, have gone I, back I to it? I don't think I would have gone back to it. At which point would you have turned it off? Um, maybe when an aborted fetus is given out and making its mother feel guilty about aborting it. Um, yeah, it's just really didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but I can I ca- see the some people would take. Oh no, no, so we've talked.
0: Yeah. Okay, we've talked about it before. I I take all that on board. No, I did yeah. take. I just as a, like a kind of I don't know like this sort of exploitative attack on the senses. Like mm. it's just like this is. I'm curious cinematic. to see
1: what your worst is. I can't even.
0: So my worst is actually just like... So I'll tell you the story of my worst. My worst film is DC League of Super Pets. So <laughs> the question is, why was I watching DC League of Super yeah. Pets? So I've seen two films with my four-year-old son. Uh, this and the Pop Troll movie. The Pop Troll movie from last year. Um, we don't go to the cinema very often uh, together. But Pop Troll movie, absolutely fine. DC League of Super Pets, so bad. And mainly the problem was... Is it like
1: Super Dog or... Uh, yeah
0: like the pets of the the thing i've kind of i just remember it going on and on (laughs) and like it was a group of of three and four year olds and it was on in the day and like they were kind of bored by it and Mm. that's actually the bigger you know all these films you have to weigh up what the intended audience is what who they're made for what whether they do the job yeah and dc league league of super pets just let me down okay so as well as having the uh, so let's
1: avoid these films
0: yeah, yeah, but it's sort of like, I don't know, you have it, it came out, it's so weird, like the DC, so James Gunn is leaving Marvel, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy World to take over DC Studios to put a bit of shape on it, and because like DC League of Super Pets comes out like a little bit after The Batman, but then we know we'll also have an Aquaman film next year, and like you've all these different bits of that universe that are kind of competing mm, and it's mm. just like a big whole mess that um, I don't know they need to work out how to how to make stuff that can just entertain yeah, parents and four year olds and stuff so there we go
1: worst film okay uh, back to the lists uh, my number five okay so we get out of the bin we're, yes. in, the, we're
0: in the skip so.
1: uh, yeah. Banshees of Inner Sheeran is my number five uh, it's smart, McDonough. Feature starring Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleason, reunited again from in Bruges, and Kerry Condon kind of is the you know the third person in the, in the main characters, and, and also the best part of yeah. the film. And Barry Cohen is also in it as well. Um, the best film I've seen him in a long while. He's quite an annoying character in other films, and um, but he's brilliant in this, quite a heartbreaking role. Um, yeah, really loved it. Um, excellent performances. It's a quiet film, and um, like there's not much music in it and went to see it in world. nothing against Cineworld but sometimes because of the nature of their subscription it can be a bit like you know, people just wander into anything and I was just like oh what's the crowd going to be like this but really good Um, yeah I don't it's it's doing great Guns in the Cinema it's still in the cinema so go and catch it Um, don't know where it'll pop up Um, but I imagine it'll be next year sometime hopefully a bit of Oscar buzz around it But um, it feels
0: like it's our best chance at a best picture Um. Nomination as a J, gen- like it feels more Irish probably than other because the setting is true. You know? But yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. So I suppose something about the film because I figure everyone knows ah, about it. Everyone probably. Yeah, Colin and Brendan Gleeson play Pork and Column and they are kind of best friends. And Brendan Gleeson decides I don't want to be your friend anymore, and kind of it escalates from there. But yeah, yeah which well we all it.
0: we all want just break up with friends now and again, don't we? Um. Yeah. Not much like with Nope. But kind of like I can see. Everything that went into it, I can respect it. I enjoy reading about it, but
1: you also fell asleep. I'll just let the listeners know when you went to yeah, see it. Yeah, no, but only in the last. Yeah, I think
0: that's representative of everything. Um, so I don't know, but like the, normally when I when I do that, I'll want to go and see the film again. Whereas with this, I'm like, no, I feel, and I kind of knew in the publicity beforehand that yeah. that kind of I knew that film would be more popular outside of Ireland than in Ireland. Yeah, and that does appear to be proving the point. But anyway, um. Your number five. Well done to them all. Uh, my number five is one that I saw with you uh late one evening, Kimmy. Oh,
1: great. So yeah,
0: very good. A, a nice random... It was in your also rants, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Steven Soderbergh um, directs this, the man who was due to retire about a decade ago, but is as busy as ever. And it just felt like like in the way certain things have a kind of post-pandemic benchmark, like where we will think about going to see, um, oh, I've forgotten, because the Christopher Nolan film from two years ago, T- uh, Tenet, as a film that was meant to bring us back to the cinema. And then likewise, James Bond. And then likewise, eventually, Top Gun. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the pandemic seeped its way into films. And you're like, oh, do I want this? Do I want to watch films? Are people like being sad and lonely and going under yeah. masks and all that? Anyway, this arrived in... On, I think HBO Max and like the Sky yeah, and all that kind of thing. It wasn't in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. around late February yeah. of this year. So we, the society was just sort of getting, you know, we're finally getting back to a version of normality, but then we had this film about um, a woman who works for a voice technology company whose job it is to monitor and track rather than just an algorithm where Siri and Alexa are algorithm based, she's actually listening and verifying and improving the yeah. product the whole time. So um but she hears is something that's a bit like a crime there's question marks over what she heard she goes in and then it's whole, it's the whole like the yeah. thing with tech paranoia yeah. government overpower and like we've seen with Twitter th- this was kind of at the the offset of that Elon Musk what he wants yeah. to do with everything
1: and it's a great yeah. tense drama it's very kind of nods to uh, Gene Hackman and Francis Ford Coppola's conversation and kind of in rear window stuff as well yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great I love it uh, my number four we've kind of talked about it already so it's all quite on the western front had it at okay. number four um. yeah really visceral really good film and kind of it's always important people are like oh, war films but like we look what's going on it's always just important to remind yourself the misery and horribleness of it so that's my number four very
0: good for me number four is a film that uh, i saw at the start of the year at home but then i think it did get a cinema release and it is colin farrell and it's after yang So a bit like Kimmy, a bit of a kind of technological philosophical film. You haven't seen it yet, no. I don't
1: think I saw it popping up in some lists. It might also actually be on Disney.
0: Yeah. So it opens up with a family doing a crazy dance off, and you're like, "What's going on here?" And then you're like, "This is strange." And then you're like, "All right, there's a family in the future entering this virtual dance off competition." Then, oh right, one they have this. That's an unusual. It's a modern kind of a family, so. What Caucasian male, um, b- a black woman, mother, Chinese daughter, and then you're like, oh, actually, oh, they've got this other um person as a kind of AI, uh what would you call it, kind of. A compl- no not accomplice companion oh, for the yeah. daughter to yeah. teach the daughter about some of her Chinese heritage and all that but then the AI um, dies but you can't really get them rebooted Spoiler. and then all of a sudden Colin Farrell and that's what happens early on Colin Farrell goes down this like, <laughs> weird the first
1: hour of the film <laughs> yeah it
0: goes down this weird route of like suspicious thing and discovers that this AI had its own like multiple lives and then kept getting wiped and so very sad but real and um, with that so made me think a little bit of Ex Machina I remember one of my yeah, films of yeah. the year from a few years ago so I'm thinking that space is very much um my, my jam yeah. my buzz
1: and uh, number three for me we've kind of already touched on it, it was in Nigel's also rounds um everything everywhere all at once um yeah really kind of uh it's a great film and it's kind of it's a very mad film. It's about multiverses and stuff like that. But really, when you get down to it, it's just a film about, not just, it's a film about mothers and their daughters and that kind of relationship. That's what it is at its core. It stars Michelle Yeoh and the main character, and also is kind of a pretty strong cameo from Jimmy Lee Curtis. Um, Really, really liked it and hope it gets some Oscar buzz. Yeah,
0: completely mental. If I was 19, it would be the greatest movie I've ever seen. It's but I, a, did, that, I did, I did like it. That, that's And it was dig. in the Alzheimer's. Also- but it's not a dig. It's just that, that thing of like, it's so like, care, like just a script writing like gone crazy and they're just having great fun with it. And it's, it is great fun and that's good to see. Yeah. Um. So for me, number three is After Sun. Um. So I don't know. I wasn't, I knew I'd probably like it, but this is in the cinema now from uh, debut filmmaker Charlotte Wells, which, um... It's phenomenal This is the first film From someone She's very young And so Paul Meskell Our our own Paul Meskell Is yeah. a dad And um, he plays Callum With a brilliant Scottish accent And then his daughter Is Sophie It's set in the late 90s But it's told In The f- Flashback kind Flashback of. But with yeah Digicam um, Sort of footage From when they were On holiday together So mm-hmm. he took her on holiday Which in itself The parents separated Is an unusual thing Anyway It just is like so tense, but like beautiful, makes you think if you, as often I was thinking about, um, come on, come on, like last year. So the Mike Mills film where that dynamic between a child and an adult, and if you are lucky enough to have parents or children where you are involved in a dynamic, like either, either of those, you, you reflect on things like that as in like, oh, when I was a kid and that happened on holidays. Was that a fight? Or was that actually meaningful? Or where, yeah. you know, certain things connect and then you revisit them years later. Yeah. And that's a little bit what this is like. And she has these digicam things, which are so raw and a brilliant way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. He's brilliant. Like this... It's an amazing performance.
1: Yeah. Mm. Like, it's very, very... It's very subtle at the start. Um, and then just kind of builds to a crescendo. And the way she constructs the whole film, it's it's amazing. Like, And it it starts off, you know kind of like eh, so what's going on here and the, the way it builds and kind of comes together at the end it's it's absolutely amazing yeah because it's not
0: a it's not a it's not a spot like but there's darkness somewhere yeah you that's can probably tell as much and you're like yeah. we going down mm-hmm. the like the madeline yeah. mccann route the murder route yeah the yeah. drugs um, route the danger or whatever so yeah so yeah so very good so it's on okay so. it's my number two. Oh yeah very good. oh so that's a nice yeah a nice kind of like, yeah
1: Saw it again recently, and like there's kind of a hair's breadth between. I think my number two and my number one. I put it at number two because I've saw it so recently, but I kind of haven't stopped thinking about it since I've seen it. It's incredibly affecting. Kind of when it ended, just glued to the seat, kind of couldn't move. And yeah, it's yeah, it's brilliant. brilliant. I actually
0: yeah. I didn't know what you had thought of it, so that's kind of encouraging. Mm-hmm. Lovely, very good. Yeah. Oh, we're so we're so in sync. Uh Okay, so yeah Paul does can he win an Oscar so just to go back I think, on yeah, him yeah like, like he might you know because like you mentioned Barry Cohan, I've never connected with anything he's really done on screen in the same way and like you know this is more like on the kind of Killian Murphy yes level of just like we have like got some very very good great actors, talent so yeah that was where we go so mm. anyway um, number two for me is Top Gun Maverick we've got oh, like this was this yeah, was like yeah. a proper how do you rank my three my two and my one I know they're all my three yeah. top three by far um, so that was where it's at and then what did you give me your two that was it
1: yeah uh, sun was my number very two very good so yeah. do we have the same number one pretty sure we must have because yeah. it didn't feature in the other the other round excellent so my yeah.
0: number one is actually DC League of Super Pets I, uh. I <laughs> no it's um, it's The Quiet Girl
1: yes or on yeah. Colleen Kuhn yeah yes. so whew,
0: very good. So yeah. that's kind of nice. I did wonder. I thought it's very... We both raved about it so much that it would be very hard for it not to have ended up number
1: one. Yeah, and it is kind of... And look, we're an Irish podcast. We're not doing favouritism. If anything, we always go harder on Irish films because they're what goes out to the world and how we're And seen. also to get
0: you in the door to watch an Irish film yeah. is now a lot harder. Yeah. Like that people, despite everything suggesting that you should be seeing more, yeah. I saw less Irish films than...
1: Um Brilliant. it's yeah, no, it's a it's an amazing film. Uh, Catherine Clinch plays Koch the, the child, um, Carrie Crowley is Eileen and Andrew Bennett is Sean. So uh, Koch, uh kind of goes to um their house kind of for a break while her mum is pregnant or expecting the birth yeah, of her set
0: child. Set in nineteen eighty one so things a bit different
1: yeah Yeah. Uh, it looks amazing the direction is fantastic because like when you're kind of trying to put together a top 10 list or like why is the film five stars for me it's always an emotional response because it sticks with you but some of the scenes in this are just kind of burned into my head like there's kind of sadness to the film that slowly kind of unveils itself about the parents and when some of that comes to light there's a scene where they go back to the house and Carrie Crowley's character just like it's like she disappears into a wall going through a door and it's just oh it's amazing like, yeah
0: yeah and shot like something with the lighting again this was what month was this like june it was like, kind of the middle July?
1: yeah maybe the summer
0: yeah so like getting back to the cinema was like a bit of a novelty but mm-hmm. i told you about this before that I saw this in the ifi like where they have had upgraded projectors and everything was just so bright and crisp and like the, Every every audience that saw this was like a mixture of kind of middle aged, older, and younger people, mm. but everyone just kind of glued to the screen. So um,
1: I guess you couldn't. I bet you couldn't. This is a random side. I bet you can't guess where we saw on Colin Cune.
0: Um, I don't know. In Drogheda.
1: No, in Liffey Valley. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, Why it was not? it was a time that suited. So we we're just like, oh, let's yeah. go there. To do that horrible thing, though, where the lights the lights come on, on. The second the film is ended, so everyone's just in the cinema crying at the end of the film, and then two seconds later, it's just like, oh, the lights are on. Where you go now? And I was like, Ugh. yeah, but no. no, a fun fantastic yeah. film. So and uh,
0: produced by a sorry husband and wife team put it together. So they will find out on the twenty first of December if it's in that Oscar long list of best international film mm-hmm. um, which is 15 films and then that gets whittled down to five but by trying to I think it's very hard to get a read on this but like they're, they feel like they're in contention and Viva got it for Ireland Paddy Bratnock's film which wasn't Osquilge but it was still an Irish yeah. produced film so fingers so crossed be, be kind
1: of a good, could be a great Oscars night it hopefully it could be
0: a phenomenal uh, bit of Irish interest so yeah, yeah it's just a f- like the journey from that though from playing at like the Berlin Film Festival in February, and then potentially it's in an Oscar conversation 14 months later, 13 months later, whenever Mm -hmm. it's mad. And so no pressure on the next films to come out of the what's called the Cinecaher scheme. So Screen Ireland, T.G. Caher and the BAI have this thing to kind of support and promote indigenous Mm -hmm. Irish language cinema. Um,
1: Was Aireacht that... That's I true. think
0: of that, trying to do a similar yeah. thing. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. So yeah, no, a good year for Irish cinema. Yeah, an interesting. It's wild... So that's
0: a debut film. Yeah. Um, After Sun is a debut film. Uh, I had another one that was in there. Anyway, I think did Zach Efron who did Barbarian. I think there's a few in there at that. Yeah. Like it's it, it was a weird year. Like there's no Spielberg. And there's no Tarantino. No. There's no. Scorsese. This week in America, um a new film from. Uh, Darren Aronofsky and Sam Mendes has a new film at the week yeah. soon we'll have a Spielberg um, film in the Fablemans but again none of those heavyweight like auteur type people are in there so I know I have Almodovar and Richard Linklater high yeah, up so on the list but for the most part these if, are all
1: if they crack it into the Oscars it could be like yeah, a race yeah. like everyone thinks now it's Top Gun but it could be like James Cameron versus Steven Spielberg so it'll just be like versus Colin Barrett yeah, yeah. Barrett, yeah. Um, yeah so that's it so... so lots on the kind of
0: Watch list for me and for you now yeah. to kind of catch up on and Netflix. It's sort of is, it's just obviously
1: good. our favorite studio. It would seem bit, they've it seems. had the
0: best year and now they probably pair back on producing original stuff because I don't know, no one has any money. An they just yeah, but yeah. we'll see. But anyway, we will put all these in the kind of notes um, and you can find find them all. Look at justwatch.com dot com and follow both of us on Letterboxed. Yes, with no e at the end, and you can kind of track all this and see reviews and everything like that. Um and that's it. Uh Yeah, we'll see you
1: for... n- next year. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Join anything from the shop. Call it out.
0: Chocolate. It doesn't say
1: anything about a chocolate, does it?